Need to prepare. Need to prepare. Life can turn on a dime. Know where your dimes are. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with uh, Jarrett McKenzie and Peter Lint. All right. Well, we've got a situation we want to talk about this week. Uh, Sophia and Adam, a uh, young couple, at least from where I'm sitting, uh, 37 and 43, uh, have a business and uh, they've got a son, but all of that is somewhat <laughs> um, minimal compared to what we're talking about. Uh, they run a small business, which has been greatly affected by the COVID-19 shutdowns. They have three other employees that uh, have been able to survive on unemployment, but because um, they provide service that requires they enter people's homes, they haven't been able to open up very quickly, and, and they're not real sure when they might get back to what they consider normal. Uh, so, um, you know, they've seen some improvement since uh, the the uh, shelter-in-place restrictions were lifted, and uh, <clears throat> they're nowhere near pre-pandemic levels. But um, you know, they're they're hoping that uh, things do normalize relatively quickly. Um, they need to keep three employee employees on staff, so layoffs uh, were not an option for them. And uh, because the business is an LLC, Adam and Sophia can take as little or as much income as they want. Uh, right now, money is flowing into the business to keep it afloat. Essentially, they're paying employees and taxes, but keeping little money for themselves. So uh, they're, they're kind of in survival mode, it sounds like. Um, and what they'd like to do is, uh, is try to figure out, you know, how they might avoid this in the future is probably the big thing. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they sit here thinking cash flow dried up to nothing. Who would have ever guessed that? Mm -hmm. um, but you know there's there's a few things out there that, that you know it's probably maybe it's not time right yet but they are thinking about what comes next you guys uh um i, I think uh, there's there's probably some good things to think about with this sure. uh uh with this recent pandemic and the shutdown especially for business owners and individuals as well it's uh it's wise to think about just where do you go from here yeah, in a lot of ways, it's like your own household, if you think about it. I mean, that's, as you said, they're in survival mode. They're trying to pay the bills and keep things up and running. And to the extent you can do that, that's great, because then you've got a little bit of breathing room to figure out, okay, what other options are accessible to us? And what would be the most optimal way to go about moving on from here and ensuring, you know, not only the continuance of your business, but in the, the instance of a household, you know, how do I continue making sure my mortgage is paid and all of these things? And there's a lot of different options, especially if you've planned properly. And to Troy's point, you know, I think that that starts with an emergency fund. No one should be investing, whether it be for now or retirement. Uh, they shouldn't be doing a whole lot of things with their money without an emergency fund that should be somewhere between three and six months of discretionary income. I mean, this is kind of the rule of thumb and right. sort of depends on how many spouses are working. If it's just one spouse working, you want about six months worth of discretionary income that would be available to you. And if both are working, it's safe to have three. But generally, you need to have that for your business as well. Because if the cash flow dries up, like you were saying, Troy, sure, that's going to create some tension there and, and figuring out how to keep employees on the payroll so that you can run your business. You know, these are, are very important things. And there's a lot of options if you've got some of that breathing room, either between an emergency fund or maybe equity in your home, especially in a time like now where 
you might be able to access that equity through a cash out refinance. Sure. If you can, in fact, if you could lower your rate right now by about half a point on a mortgage, you could take out a significant amount of equity if you have it and probably keep your payment the same. I actually yeah. did so recently mm -hmm. myself and was surprised that I didn't. I only got the rate down about a half a point, but took out a large chunk of money that allowed me to keep the payment the same. And it's like that that could be accessible. It could be an option that should be considered in a time like this because if you were to take that out in, in Adam and Sophia's case, let's say use the proceeds to put it towards the business so that you keep it running and sustainable so that over time you not only are able to survive but maybe thrive, well, you've made a further investment in your business and did so at a really opportune time. Yeah. Jared, I know it's not the point of this, but, uh, I mean, how many questions do we get and how frequently do we get them uh, where somebody's worried about paying off their mortgage, I, you know, and, and here you <laughs> are, I mean, here we are in the middle of a pandemic and you're telling people to, mm -hmm. uh, borrow <laughs> money again. Yeah. Um, is there something well, wrong with you or I'm, is it, is it everybody else? I'm telling you, I was amazed. And I tell people all the time these days, never again, I believe in our lifetime, will we see rates as low as they are? Yeah. Below mostly. three and a half percent. Exactly. Below, if for no other reason, the national then average. lenders yeah. can't make money at much lower rates, right? That's true. I mean, interest rates could go negative, but the mortgage rates will not ever do that. That's true. And when else will you see that in conjunction with home prices as high as they are? My, the appraisal in my cash out refinance that we were just doing came in 10 grand higher than what we were expecting, which was based on an appraisal I had 12 months ago. Right. So, it's as high as it's ever been since I've lived in that home. Rates are as low as they've ever been since I've lived in that home. Yeah. Why would I not want access to that money when that money is going to earn me just in the dividend alone enough to offset the interest? Well, and not only that, when you look at uh, at investment options out there, uh, even if you bought at the top of the previous uh, market recession, this would have been October 9th of 2007, if you would have bought right there and held your investments until today, you would have still made about seven and a half percent annually on your investment, which is wow. a great return. It's Absolutely. an awesome return, especially you know when you look at uh, interest rates on your, on a mortgage being right at three and a half percent, just slightly below. Mm -hmm. I yep. mean, I, th this is the reason that Dr. Gene has said on multiple occasions. You know, people call in and say, "I couldn't sleep if I had a mortgage. It, it just bothers me." He said. I couldn't sleep if I didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. if you're going to let me borrow money at 3% and I can earn 9 or 10 on that money, I will take as much as you're willing to give me. Sure. Mm -hmm. For as long as you're willing to give it to me. That's right. I mean, it's really as simple as that in this kind of environment. Yeah. No and it's doubt. always good to look at these things, too, when things are going well. You know, that's the, the, the best <laughs> time to look at them, Peter. <laughs> the, you know, the old saying. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. The old saying about, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's mm -hmm. the second best time today? Right. Yeah. So plan before these things happen sure. so that you're not scrambling yeah. and uh, you know, making bad decisions. So. Yeah, right. everything. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, your point about a cushion, I, I, I was somewhat disheartened when I saw such euphoria after the government came to the rescue and told everyone that uh, we're going to provide you all with, uh, you know, as much liquidity as you want or need. <laughs> uh, we got the PPP so businesses can be bailed out and be able to pay. It really it was a bailout for the individual employee. Right. Uh, but you can still look. I mean, unemployment at 14.6%. Uh, I think that will go significantly lower once some of that money runs out at the end of July. But at the same time, we should not manage ourselves so that we look for uncle sam to save us yeah. mm -hmm. it, this is this is not the way that we should act and um you know in in dealing with uh with our own personal finances or business finances either one i mean you're, you're better off yeah you're right. better off to to 
kind of do it yourself. So guys, we've been talking about the situation with Sophia and Adam, business owners who actually um, are struggling a bit because of uh, the, the economic shutdown from uh, COVID-19. And um, they've had to lay off employees who are drawing on employment. So they've survived that way. Um, and uh, the two business owners are now basically just making sure that the business continues to run. They can't take any money out. And uh, we were talking about ways, um, you know, in the aftermath, it's obvious that uh, not everyone was as prepared as they should have been. Uh, just so happens that Sophia and Adam fall into the same situation. And uh, we were saying, you know, create a cash cushion, which is some of the first things, uh, Jarrett, you said before anyone invests a dime. It's always good to have an emergency fund, uh, whether you're a business owner or an individual. Um, yep. You know, have one for the business and one for you as mm -hmm. as a couple. Um, and, you know, we've got uh, other things you ought to do. Review and revise uh, expenses where you can. That's probably always a good idea, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the plans to be in place like that are crucial because not having that emergency fund or, or a plan in place in general that will rip apart whatever else that you're doing. You know, we, we want you to do that so that you don't have to start digging into your retirement accounts or taking on debt because you don't have this cushion. It's incredibly important because if you don't, that's exactly what you're going to do. Right. You'll be, you'll be faced with that and that only if that's what happens. So. Yeah, and it's a desperate situation. I mean, when you get to that point, um, you start looking for cash anywhere you can find it. I mean, there's probably mm -hmm. not going to be enough between the seats of your car. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you're going to have to look at, at your other financial uh, well, and assets. You get, and you'll get penalized for it, right? Yeah. That's the really big kicker here. The, is the worst the, part. Yeah. If you'll you make go decisions somewhere crazy, mm -hmm. yeah. that you probably shouldn't be making because you're under stress. Um, and you, yeah. want, you want that money to be available Absolutely. right away. Yeah. You're so, yeah. A lot of people are so eager to get it into an account and get invested, not realizing that by doing that and, and foregoing that emergency fund, if they get into one of these positions like Sophia and Adam potentially, then if they decide to to pull that money back out, it's going to cost them tremendously because now they got to pay tax. They're going to be penalized, and it's just not something that's worth putting yourself through. If it's as simple as planning for cash flow, whether it's for business like Sophia and Adam or for an individual household, you need the buffer to carry you through hard times, which hopefully wouldn't last beyond the six month mark we mentioned earlier. Yeah, and mm -hmm. the the bad thing is, I mean, if you consider 2019. So you're telling me that I should take money out of an account that just earned 31.5% and put it into an account that's going to earn me nearly nothing? <laughs> yes. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can look at you with a straight face and honestly tell you, yes, that is the answer. Because I'll be asking you. you on March 23rd how you feel about that same <laughs> yeah. question. Exactly. Taking it out when you're down 33%. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, th these are all things that you should do when times are good. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, Peter, you said it a minute ago. If uh, If you didn't do it in 2019, well, do it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's not really much of a better uh, answer than it. This mm -hmm. needs to be done. The, these are things that will uh, make you survive, right. period. Yes. That's what this mm -hmm. is about. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something else we ought to talk about, insurance. Now, I know you guys as financial planners generally uh, will encourage people to get their insurance, especially if it's for uh, replacement of income uh, started before they start to invest as well. In a case like this, say you didn't do it, I mean, what mm -hmm. considerations should you uh, should you make 
um, now to, to remedy that. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, it's it's for, I mean, there are insurance policies that you can get for investment purposes, but the primary reason you want it is for replacement of income, whether that's for a business or an individual family. Um, it, so, so we're talking it, about... Uh, Disability, key employee, all, all the things that would f- cause you to forego, forego a significant amount of income if something happens to you, which a lot of people don't realize that disability is probably one of the most important types of insurance to buy if you're a business owner like Sophia and Adam. Even more it, important than a life insurance. Potentially, yeah, okay. because you could be you could be disabled for much longer. I mean, the, the chances of you dying at a very young age are much, much less than you becoming disabled at a much younger age. And if your mm-hmm. your employment is dependent on that income, to not have it, that would be much more significant than just about anything else in, in a case right. like theirs. And back to planning, you want to get that before the incident happens, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Once yeah. it happens. Isn't it insurance fraud yeah. well, if you don't? <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen at this point yeah. if you're already disabled. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, have a serious conversation with your financial planner. So all of these things would come up if you talk to a financial planner. But, uh, I mean, what about... What about the way you uh, create the portfolio that you're going to use for a, a longer term uh, investment plan, say a retirement account? I would say uh, this is the, the asset manager inside of me. Um, if I've got a business that is, uh, is in the industrial industry, meaning, you know, a home builder or something that's going to uh, be very sensitive to uh, economic conditions, don't you think it's wise that I try to invest in a way that's not so sensitive to economic conditions? <laughs> right. And, yep. you know, more often than not, people don't do that. They just want exposure to the total market uh, instead of, you know, if you're if you're a home builder, say, or if you own a machine shop, something that does well when the economy does well and doesn't do so well when the economy doesn't, uh, wouldn't you rather own staple, you know, consumer mm-hmm. staples, businesses that are going to be, uh, active no matter what happens. Paper industry, you know, I think of uh, Procter & Gamble and businesses yeah. like that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, even in this time, Walmart, which also sells groceries and is in the consumer staples industry, or healthcare, which, you know, has been impacted somewhat, but not nearly so much as mm-hmm. other businesses. I, I think portfolio construction comes into the into the question, you know, after a thing like this as well. It all comes down to diversification as well. Absolutely. Whether that's just investing or even the insurance policy is part of a diverse portfolio. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about this lately. I've been having with clients about some of the securities that we add to our models, our portfolios sometimes is not always going to be about it having the most opportunity for growth. It's not about the growth potential sometimes. In fact, in a time like this, I'll be just as happy if you don't lose any of your money than to try and grow it in 20% because I'm not looking for in a time like this, something that's going to grow 20%. That's anybody's guess. Right. But sometimes with, with, you know, putting the portfolios together and the correlation of those different securities together, it's very important to make sure that, you know what, if you're going to have the Amazons and, and these other tech companies, you might also need to have those 3Ms and Procter and & Gamble's sure. and things that will offset mm-hmm. each other and make your risk much lower, yet still position you for, uh, you know, a reasonable return, at least market return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know it's very common for people to, to uh, advise you, um, you know, if you're, especially if you're investing on your own to buy things, you know, 
mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. really can get you in a spot where you are not sufficiently diversified. Um, you know, if you think about it from a bigger picture, Peter, you said diversification is the key, and and I agree with that. Um, but think of your business, if you are a business owner, or even the industry that you're in, as you know, you rely on that industry for income. So maybe you shouldn't rely on it quite as heavily for your long-term investments. Right. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you know, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I know, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is liquidity. Always, mm-hmm. you're going to make sure that you got three to six months. Uh, Jarrett, you talked a little about, you know, the ten-year rule concept, and maybe, yeah. uh, you know, that's another one. If if you've got uh, your your uh, cash reserves, um, put them in something that's going to make you a little money, but you're very likely not going to get uh, short-term returns that are going to be inflation these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're just going to have to bite the bullet and know that those assets don't lose value when yeah. when times are tough. Wouldn't yeah. you rather be just as comfortable as you are when times are good as yeah. when times are bad? Yeah. And that's what it'll offer yeah. you. And you've yeah. got to be flexible and willing to adapt also. Yeah, always. Yeah. No doubt. All right, well, guys, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some financial questions. Girl, Stick around. You're listening girl, to Money Talks. It, bang, bang. Money Talks. It, we'll be right back. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.